0: This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com VGA and let them tell your story.
1: and welcome to episode 464 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapar is coming to you from the Richard Sansom Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the YOU Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who's oh. joining me now?
0: Ugh, dreaming of Elden Ring Chris Antista
2: And... Not as handsome as Richard Sansom, but I am a regular Rune Factory
1: relevant to the Jesus. show.
2: Jesus. I Matthew I, Allen.
1: Oh man, that was
2: that was great. I we talking about Little Sanson. Uh, Rune Factory 5 is out this week, and I can't stop playing wow, it. Wow, that was a reference? <laughs> Holy shit, yes. I thought it was something it I was cared about. It was that and an Elden Ring reference, because you, you produce runes. It was mostly Ring. an
1: Elden Ring reference, because I'm willing to bet none of us have started Rune Factory 5. Yeah, you know, I, I, I skipped
2: I, 1 through 4, so there's no reason to start now, am
0: I right? And at almost 100 hours, I, I find myself most irritated at Elden Ring for fucking calling them runes. Like, we all refer to them as souls, and... <laughs> And catch ourselves.
1: I don't even remember what they were called in Bloodborne and Sekiro. But souls,
0: I think. Were they just so, souls? Not, not Sekiro? Um, no, I don't know what they. Were. I don't remember what they were called. In Sekiro. I don't think Spirits. they were souls. Yeah,
1: spirit. Who
0: knows? Runes. Yeah, as, as if I'm that curious. makes. I, I, I say, as if that makes sense. Like a, you kill a boss and it drops money. I mean, <laughs> oh wait, that was the standard for like thirty fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, oh well.
0: Love Elden Ring can't stop thinking. Yeah, about
1: it. We, we've been thinking about Elden Ring so much that um, the return of one of that series' beloved characters inspired this week's top five. Oh, which is liars, liars, characters in games who are notorious for lying to you and being cowards and double crossing you over and over and over again, and yet we just keep on trusting them because. We're like, hey, I know who that guy is. I'll let him lie to me however he I, wants. Maybe he's telling the I, truth
2: this time. I let one of our entries lie to me on purpose, and I knew what he was going to do because he'd done it to me in, I think, at least he, two games. He does it know?
1: like every single game, almost.
2: Just... Uh, by the way, we were liars. You don't earn souls. You earn blood echoes in Bloodborne.
1: Blood Blood in echoes. Thank you. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. We at least I've played Ghostwire Tokyo. I managed to peel myself oh. off Elden Ring long enough to put like six good hours into that. And I liked what I played. We we will talk about all that stuff. But before that we should just jump straight into the liars. What do you guys say? Um I am not
0: excited for this.
1: No, I'm not either. In fact, psych, I I lied. We're going to keep talking about personal bullshit for a while. Yeah, I cannot
2: tell a lie. can't wait to talk about liars. Mm. Or am I?
1: Let's just jump in right after this.
0: If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Lasertime, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. As are royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. Their unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library, including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now. So whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash VGA. That's storyblocks.com slash vga.
1: And we're back to talk about what lies and the lying liars, liars. who tell No, liars. we're so. going to talk about truth tellers and saints. Oh, I lied.
0: Oh man, Did that you... is
1: the that is my lamest joke yet. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you, you should
0: know no, we're recording in advance, and this is going up an opposite day. This is going to confuse everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, an international no, no, he opposite said. Day. To blathe, which, as we know, means to bluff—another uh, mm-hmm. word for liar. And yeah,
1: not not to be confused with to blithe, which means to be a half man, half wolf. <laughs> anyway, let's begin with number five. Oh, the demons haven't got to you, have they? <laughs> I'm in luck. Wait, you see that pit? It's filled with treasure, but I'm having a little trouble getting to it myself. Go on, have a look. They're more riches than I've ever dreamed of. That's it.
3: That bit just there. Go on. Get a little closer.
1: Yeah, who's this? That sounds, it sounds like, like
2: Jude Law, but it's Patches.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> is, it sounds, it sounds yeah, like true. Robert De Niro t- telling Karen to keep going down the street.
2: Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right there, right there. No, just there. Turn over yeah, that door. Yeah, right yeah, there. Mm-hmm. The dresses are right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now That was that was Patches. That was the inspiration of this list.
1: Yeah, it was because uh, he, he does Clarence show Carter. up again <clears throat> oh, in, in Elden Ring. Well, if you really are that gullible. <laughs> <laughs> then stay away from the volcano manor <laughs> bye now they care well, patches is a bald headed coward who always follows the same pattern of introduction he's pretends to be your friend he usually then kicks you into a pit or finds some other way to try and kill you and then when he fails He's always extremely apologetic afterward. I'm really sorry.
3: I didn't mean what I said. Well, a a man's got to make a living, right? Here, look. I can make up for it. There aren't many humans like us. We need to stick together.
1: I know. Have this as a token of my friendship. (laughs) Not bad, right? Come on, let's be friends. Yeah, Patches showed up in Demon's Souls. He was in all three of the Dark Souls games. He was in Elden Ring. He was in Bloodborne, where he had his usual bald head, but on the body of a giant spider. A spider, yes. But who remembers what game he actually debuted in? Uh, I'm going to
0: say Demon's Soul.
1: Kingsfield one oh, of what? those that I never no, played. No, you're both wrong. It's Armored Core 4 Answers.
2: Shut up. <laughs> no, it Do <laughs> you remember
1: isn't. that game?
0: No, it that's, yeah. And I think that's, the like, is that the fourth Armored Core game? I, I just... I don't remember. I remember writing news about it.
1: I remember, it, like, that. I only remember it because it had a terrible title. 4, Four Answers. Answer. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, that, that game still looks kind of amazing, but he showed up in that as Patch the Good Luck, which was a sniper in a mech, and he... Had a different voice, but was just as cowardly when things stopped going his way.
3: Wait, 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 I I give up! Hey, I'm just following orders here. If if he's pulled out, why should I? This can't be happening.
1: You can't be. Yeah, he begs for mercy and if you continue to wail on him, he just totally expresses disbelief. If you let him go, he'll, he'll just jet off and abandon all of his friends. Uh, he doesn't
2: become a shopkeeper like he usually does in the no, Souls yeah, games? <laughs>
1: that's the other thing, he usually is a shopkeeper. He
2: usually turns, well, we, turn, well helps you out. so Elden Ring is unique in that he kind of starts fighting you versus like starting off pretending to be your friend in that, in this one, you're kind of robbing him to begin with. You stumble upon his treasure chests and open one. Mm-hmm. And he basically interrupts you like, what the hell are you doing? That's my shit. And it's like a faux boss battle. And then you stop fighting him and he becomes your friend. And then you see him a lot more actually, I think in this game than other souls games, like along your journey. Like normally mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to go back to the, well, in this game it would be the round or whatever, but like, no, you know, back to the sanctuary and that's yeah. where you'll find me. It's like this one, he turns up in multiple places, including one, where there's shiny stones along a cliff's edge. And I think that was the first clip Michael played where it's like, mm. you can't believe you're that gullible. Literally did this to you in Dark Souls 1. You yeah. checked out those shiny rocks and I kicked you off a cliff. Like, what the hell, man? It's
0: so strange. He, he's... I can't... I, I don't even know if I've found this character yet because that is like the most dialogue I've ever heard in Elden Ring at like 100 hours in.
2: I think the first place you find him, it's like a cave dungeon or yeah, something. Is it is. It's, it's like somewhere in... Uh...
1: In that first area, Limgrave.
2: Murkwater yeah. Cave.
1: Possibly Where? in Lirnia I forget. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I remember like, oh, it's Patches, and like fought him for a little while, and then he's like, all right, all right, I give up, let me go. And yeah. uh, here, here, I'll give you some, oh. I'll, I'll set up shop here in this cave. You can make your way back here if you want to do business.
2: Well, and he, in this game, he plays a substantial role in that he kind of tells you how to get to one of the secret areas. But because I know he's a fucking liar, I didn't believe him. I'm like, no, no, you're, you're just trying to set me up. That will surely be a trap and I'll die. But how could you and, go
0: to just verify that?
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, he's technically not lying to you. And yet you still have to die to do what he's telling you to do. And I won't spoil anything else. Huh. Let's just say if you... Die in a specific way to a specific enemy, you get transported to a different part of the map that then he shows up later in, and it's pretty cool. It's like, oh, you weren't lying. Like this actually yeah. does get me to well, this place.
1: But that, that's the thing. It's like, yes, it's going to be a trap, but there will probably be something cool there anyway, which is usually his rationale for getting yeah. out of trouble. It's like, ah, but you found that cool thing, right? It's all, yes. it's all good. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have found the exit if I hadn't kicked you down there to fight the giant.
2: Well, in, like, a lot of From games, like, you can probably accidentally make the mistake of killing him. <laughs> and a lot of players mm-hmm. probably do. Like, they don't stop when he's like, wait, wait, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm worried that um, I might have. But that, I, yeah, can that can happen. That can happen in a Souls anything. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's... It's one of those deals where it's like when you when you kind of learn to recognize patches, you give him as many chances as you can. Because, yeah, ultimately, like I said, he kind of just becomes a shopkeeper and usually sells decent items a lot of time he'll sell multiple versions of items that other vendors might only have one or two copies of and then that's it like he'll just keep selling those things to you mm. and so he's he can be a pretty handy resource if you need him yeah but he's a coward and a liar
1: yeah oh yeah he's terrible we, but, but we but love he, patches but
2: he's like he, he's the Yosichi
0: to Capcom from software I just messed up that analogy yeah he's in all the from games or like uh, just most of them
1: just most of them. The ones, you know, produced uh, in the last 10 or 15 years, maybe. Weird. Why an affection for this
0: type of character? I
2: they, they have a few of those. They have the trader bird who's in a lot of Souls games, where if you leave an oh, item, yeah. it'll give you an item in return. And yeah, there's yeah, a few they also of them. have the that crows. really
0: uh, creepy enemy. Skeletons. Skeletons. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You know,
1: skeletons. Big on skeletons mm-hmm. from software. They had to but license they- them
0: from Disney because they created skeletons in the skeleton dance. Yeah, they, now you they, know. they've
1: they been big on skeletons since, like, Kingsfield. I remember, like, one of the first shots I saw of, you know, PlayStation software was, I think, a skeleton in Kingsfield. Skeletons yeah. are the shit, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. everyone everyone loves skeletons, everyone loves patches, end of story. He's a coward, but what does that say about the human condition? Ex-
0: <laughs> except for, did you ever see, it was an SNL sketch written by Conan O'Brien, where John Litgow is a... Anatomy professor who is constantly scared by his own skeleton diorama in the classroom. <laughs> so he'll teach for a little while, see it, and then just scream.
2: Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'll be honest. Guy. If I give it too much thought, I get creeped out by the fact that I have a skeleton inside me mm. at all times. Oh yeah, like, uh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Can I have it when you're done? Is that <laughs> <No>. creepy?
1: <laughs> oh, that goes into the ground where it can't hurt anyone.
2: Get in line, pal. I'm already donating organs to science yeah. and all that stuff.
1: You know, uh, but you can't donate um, your bones. But you that's know, some, true. Somebody also pointed out, Patches has gone like the entire Souls series without ever going hollow. Somehow, he's he's still human, more or less. And really, and, uh, really impressive so, so for a small a cab- black
0: farmer in Alabama. <laughs> I'm going to make Clarence Clarence Carter Patches reference as long as I can. Ah, I'm make okay. sure somebody okay. Google's a song because it's a great karaoke jam.
1: All right. Uh, But yeah, it it says something that being a coward seems to have really worked out for. But is he as prolific a liar as... Number four. The
4: Enrichment Center is committed to the well-being of all participants. Cake and grief counseling will be available at the conclusion of the test. Thank you for helping us help you help us all.
2: There's no cake or grief counseling. It's true, yeah. The, did he did he have his own tagline attached to a game? I guess he, if it, the cake is a lie, could be called the tagline of the Portal games. Glados is the one who uh, who made that popular. She mm-hmm. lies to you. Yeah, There's she, a cake. She
1: lies to you constantly about everything. Yes. And in in the first Portal, it's under the guise of just like I'm just an automated voice reading off pre-recorded messages.
4: As part of a required test protocol, our previous statement suggesting that we would not monitor this chamber was an outright fabrication. Good job. As part of a required test protocol,
1: we will stop
4: enhancing the truth in three, two. one.
1: That is also why she never yep. stops enhancing the truth.
2: That is some Trumpian double speak yeah, right there. Say, like, I'm so shocked mm-hmm.
0: Kelly and Conway didn't coin that fucking <laughs> yes, term. Yes,
2: <laughs> there's alternate facts, enhanced, truth. Yeah, uh, enhanced <laughs> truth. There's something simultaneously creepy and soothing about that voice. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I grew up in the eighties with Hal 9000 jokes and all that stuff, but like.
1: Yeah, so yeah. many, so many Saturday morning cartoons with stilted computer voices.
2: Yes, with the, just inflections in the wrong part of the word. And you're like, ah, oh, this is so nice. Mm-hmm.
0: I love I love talking like that. God, um, I'm not going to do it. But I just <laughs> no, you, trying you're not to like,
2: talk in a computer voice. Yeah, you're not auto-tuned like a, a couple... Little John video or something. You know. It's...
0: No, I, 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 if you don't remember back in the day, I made a terrible video feature where I put Gladys' voice in a bunch of movies with other characters that sort of sounded like that, and I used Cheryl and found this one. It was fucking hard. It is not easy to like manufacture that. It took no. forever.
1: I imagine an easy, one easy way to do it might be to just, like, read this in a bunch of different ways and then just, like, cut those up. You know,
0: I'd, uh, I'd say it was not easy back then, but everything that was not easy back then to make content for the Internet usually can be done with a fucking free app. Now yes. so I'm sure well, it is easy.
2: Early PC days, early Internet days, I do remember fucking around. They were talking, like, Pentium generation PC stuff. There was, like, a text-to-speech app that all sounded like... They had like four different voice options and they all kind of sounded like GLaDOS things or it's like you type something and it would just read it completely wrong.
1: GLaDOS lies constantly about everything. I would say you can tell she's lying because her mouth is moving, except that she doesn't have a mouth and it doesn't move. But uh, she will lie about big things like wanting revenge.
3: You know, if you've done that to somebody else, they might devote their existence to exacting revenge. Luckily, I'm a bigger person than that. I'm happy to put this all behind us and get back to work. After all, we've got a lot to do and only 60 more years to do it. More or less. I don't have the actuarial tables in front of me. But the important thing is you're back with me. And now I'm on to all your little tricks.
1: Yeah, She goes on to say that uh, we're going to keep testing until you die and then... I don't know, maybe I'll take up a hobby like corpse reanimation. <laughs> so, yes, she's very much hellbent on revenge, and she even lies about your stature. Congratulations.
3: Not on the test. Most people emerge from suspension terribly undernourished. I want to congratulate you on beating the odds and somehow managing to pack on a few pounds.
1: Yeah. She she lies about Chell being fat just to get under her skin, which of course it doesn't work. It always works. What the hell, man?
0: How did how do you make a game character like this? I I played this game a lot because it's wonderful to replay because it's like you can do it in like ninety minutes, like falling asleep to a movie. But they just to abandon this franchise altogether after all that merchandise and memes, yeah, well, and love what Valve
1: never makes a third game, in any series, yeah. apparently. They no, can't it just, count to three—that's the joke, yeah.
0: man. They, they partnered up with a bunch of other games to make content, and those voice actors have appeared in other things. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just—it's so bizarre. We haven't had that readdressed because I feel like its importance is absolutely fading. Whereas, you know, we were in the games industry at the time; it was one of the most exciting. Things ever one of the most exciting game characters ever. in, yeah. in terms of Gladys.
1: I mean, technically, a new Portal game did just come out, but I mean, it's right. like it's like a half-hour tech demo. Is, is it
0: really a game? Oh, for the Steam Deck. Yeah, they, yeah, they they, they use all the
2: Portal. Job. They use the Portal universe for tech demos mostly mm-hmm. now. Like that's that's what they do. Yay!
1: Yay!
2: it not? Is it not the Half-Life universe? It is the Half-Life. I,
1: universe. I think they are linked, but they. Mm-hmm. They always sort of teased that eventually they would merge them, and then they never did. So yeah.
2: I think you... Aperture is, is referenced in Black Mesa stuff. Yeah, I wanna say they are.
1: And vice versa. Like they GLaDOS has, you know, name checked Black Mesa a few times, I think. But yeah, and we don't know where they line up in the timeline, but we do know that, um, again, with the lying, GLaDOS will try to soothingly lie to you even when Uh, Spoilers for a however old game that um, takes like an hour to play through and you should have finished years ago anyway. Spoilers, she tries to murder you partway through Portal 1 and uh, lies about it even while it's happening. As you're slowly being uh, pushed on a conveyor belt toward a, a gigantic open flame.
4: Congratulations. The test is now over. All aperture technologies remain safely operational up to 4000 degrees Kelvin. Best assured that there is absolutely no chance of a dangerous equipment malfunction prior to your victory incandescence. Thank you for participating in this Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Technique.
1: Yeah, victory candescence. <laughs> like, huh? Yes. Why? Why does she hate
2: Chell so much? Like, other than you beat her tests and escaped. I, yeah.
1: yeah, I don't. I don't know that it's hate of Chell specifically. I think it's it's just a utilitarian. Like, she she's sort of like Am, the computer from uh, "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream." Like, she just oh god exists to torture and kill people she talks about it at the end and says so like
3: i figured out what that thing you just incinerated did it was a morality core they installed after i flooded the enrichment center with a deadly neurotoxin to make me stop flooding the enrichment center with a deadly neurotoxin
2: <laughs> oh glad and yet still very likable one of my mm-hmm. favorite game characters <laughs> like
1: yeah And, oh, did you escape her clever trap? We are
4: pleased that you made it through the final challenge where we pretended we were going to murder you. We are very, very happy for your success. We are throwing a party in honor of your tremendous success. Place the device on the ground, then lie on her stomach with your arms at your sides. The party associate will arrive shortly to collect you for your party.
1: <laughs> so, like, it's still funny.
2: It's still yeah, great dialogue. Yeah,
1: it's fantastic. It's so, like, I love
2: the soundtrack, but I want it to shut up just so I can hear GLaDOS. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on.
1: I just want to hear the robot. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love every game on this list. You know, putting these sounds together. It's just like, oh, man, I really want to go back and play these now. But I can't because I still have to finish all the- And a bunch of other stuff Uh, Would you kindly, Michael? Oh, I suppose I would
0: Knowing what you know, you could probably finish the first portal In the time it takes for Elden Ring to fix its online capabilities (laughs) From that latest patch
1: Yeah, alright, here we go Number three Would you kindly pick up that shortwave radio?
3: I don't know how you survived that plane crash But I've never been one to question Providence I'm Atlas
1: I aim to keep you alive. Now keep
2: on moving. We're going to have
1: to get you to higher ground. Of course he's going to keep you alive. You're his ace in the hole.
2: Who's this?
0: Atlas. Mm-hmm. Atlas
2: from Bioshock. Would you kindly uh, tell us more about this entry, Michael?
1: Yeah, well, he. this is uh, spoilers for Bioshock, obviously. Atlas is uh, a revolutionary. who's like one of the first people that you meet via radio when you get to rapture and he guides you through it. He tries to get you past the splicers all on a quest to safely reach the heart of the beast and try to restore some sort of order to rapture through violence. Uh, And, and you need to save his family, his, his wife and kids who've been kidnapped by terrible Andrew Ryan now you had the pleasure of Andrew Ryan's company. He's the one who built this place, and he's the one who ran it into the ground. Nobody knows exactly what happened. Maybe he went mad. Maybe the power got to him. Maybe he just decided he didn't like people. Whichever way you slice it, good men died. My Me family's in a submarine hidden in the foundation of Fontaine Fisheries. I'll meet you there. Or will he? hmm Uh, but that, that's the thing. So, you, you believe he's the good guy, and, and you're working with the good guys for most of Bioshock, and then he does an abrupt heel turn.
4: Nice work
1: by all. <laughs> time to end this little There ain't no Atlas. Of takes on a variety of yeah, takes on a variety of aliases, like Frank Fontaine and whatever he was before that. Um, he's
0: not Andrew Ryan.
1: No, he's not Andrew Ryan. He's I know. he's Andrew Ryan's enemy, and he's the reason all this went to hell and you've been doing his bidding without even knowing it. Because you, you can't not do it every time he says, would you kindly... Anyone yes. says "Would you kindly?" You you have to do whatever they say next. You're like a genie that way.
2: He's Antifa because clearly he just wants to fight the libertarian Andrew Ryan, who's uh-huh. just trying to have his libertarian paradise under the sea. I, I don't know right. what the problem is here. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever like gone down the ocean like fifteen feet and realized how cold it is? Like and
2: dark. What yes. kind of
0: what kind of shitty weirdo conservative do you have to be to feel like that's a <laughs> that's a goddamn? Paradise underneath the sea. No as, as a man me.
2: who quite enjoys Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, I'm guessing someone who watched that movie a lot and was like, oh, "The that's ocean provides, I all the mine, <laughs> exactly. provides
0: all that we need. Secrets are mine, known only to me. Exactly.
1: Provides all that we need: cold, uh, extreme pressure, sharks.
2: Yeah, I know. But yeah, that uh, speaking of Bring another libertarian books. man who lives under the sea to flee the, the rest of the world, uh,
1: eyeless horrors that will bite you. <laughs> you know what I don't miss? Light. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, oh, that, that game was cool I've been dying to play one of the remastered editions
1: yeah it's a good excuse
0: and it's um, also it's also of that era of being kind of a short game
1: once you know what you're doing mm-hmm.
0: you can do it in like six to eight hours
1: yeah probably yeah. I've yeah. probably forgotten what I'm doing but uh, yeah, yeah shout out to people like old system shock fans who are like you're talking about Atlas but not Shodan like yeah Atlas Foes to spoil a little bit of that game a very similar pattern, uh, as like the earlier System Shock games where like the person, you know, who, who, who you think is your friend who's guiding you may not actually be your friend or right. very good at all. Uh, might be lying to you just like Atlas is lying to you. Who's the master? Shodan. Shodan. Shodan the Shodan of Harlem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, any any chance I can get to make a reference to that movie, I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. Love The Last Dragon.
1: Uh, but uh, but yeah, we, we actually got to see, um, again, spoilers for Burial at Sea. Uh, skip ahead a bit if you don't want to hear it. So the DLC for Bioshock Infinite, in, in the, I think, second and third episodes, you play as Elizabeth in Rapture, and uh, you end up where atlas and his uh his his funkies have been put and uh bad things happen to you but you do get to hear atlas's Irish accent slip just for a few seconds you're a regular hero ain't you can't risk ripping the only part of you that's worth the damn well there's more than one way to fry an egg now little boy, are
2: you Familiar with the term transorbital lobotomy? Please let her go. It's up. a simple matter. All I need to is insert this pin. It's please.
1: your arm. Please, I don't know if anything. You I... taps with me, I don't know anything.
3: To show by example.
0: But please! Atlas is a bad guy.
3: Oh, that was he the good a part
0: guy. of BioShock Infinite. Yes,
1: yes, yes it was. That. It really was. Uh, even though, yeah, I remember there, there are events in BioShock Infinite that then. Like the the DLC kind of retcons, and it's like, oh no, this choice was made deliberately for the greater good, and like the greater good is, is that does that make it better, or did you just take whatever emotional impact this had out of it? And in oh, is, response to criticism, what, did Bioshock Infinite come out ten years ago? I think so.
0: Actually. Yeah, sounds about I think right. So yeah. too
2: long ass time. I, just, I mean, like, even those remakes you brought up; those are at least four years old at this point. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I just know I bought them in some sale. Uh I got them free. I think three different ways
2: on three yeah, different storefronts. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I just, it, it's odd to see a franchise like Bioshock, probably dead, right?
2: No, no, no they're no, supposed to be been, working on the yeah, other one.
4: They've
1: been talking oh, yeah. about it for years.
2: I thought this—the original team behind it—had completely disbanded. And
1: they, they did. Um, I
2: I don't think it's been officially announced, but it's one of the worst kept secrets in the industry. It's like someone's working on something Bioshock. I, I don't. It's not. What's so. his name? It's not. Yeah, it's uh, not Ken
1: Levine and a It's
2: not Ken Levine. Yeah, but I mean, is it Two K owns yeah, the right. rights to that franchise? I but so. So. I it's, mean,
1: you know, Bioshock Two was also not uh, worked on by the original team, and it's one of the true, best things really, in the series.
2: That's it's really great.
0: good. Yeah, so much better than Infinite.
1: Mm, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I, 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 when I, I just thinking about it, I got frustrated. I'm like a '90s kid level of like, why haven't they made other fucking Gremlins yet? And like, oh wow, this Bioshock thing has been readdressed in ten wow. fucking years, mm. and it's one of the biggest franchises in all gaming. I think years from now, we'll think it's silly that we went this long without a Bioshock game. But it's also like, I think these games they they're not long, cost a lot, and then are incredibly expensive to make. So yeah, most companies don't want to float that, and not easily. Annualized or semi annualized. I
2: like, haven't thought of what? Gremlins in so long. Like it's it been day. it's been decades since I had that thought. Like, why don't they make another? And I guess my answer is you went out on top. Like it's it'd yeah, be Gremlins hard to improve on mm-hmm. two. Two rules, dude. I mean
0: like, part of the reason I stole my dad's HBO Max account is the secrets of the Mogwai show that is supposedly coming out.
2: Ooh,
1: dying oh, to see hmm. that
0: Dying to see a better YouTube video of that German Warner Brothers. Amusement park ride where ALF hosts a Gremlins ride exists. (laughs) Look it up on YouTube. It's not my language. Seeing ALF speak German talking about the Gremlins just feels like this really twisted
2: thing to tease me with. We got (laughs) how many Ghoulies and Critters movies, and we only got two Gremlins. Like, come on, man. Hmm. Yeah, it's not fair.
1: Well, Ghoulies and Critters movies, I think, were much cheaper to make than Gremlins. True. For a variety of reasons. And, like, yeah, to make a new Gremlins, it's just going to be CG out the ass. It's going to no. be a live-action cartoon. How badly no, do you want
0: to see it? I think they're pretty adamant that, that you can't make Gremlins like that. They're probably... CG
1: Gremlin. I love the ideas. What's next?
4: <laughs> <laughs> One awesome. of the best sketches on TNT. I love TNP. that sketch.
0: I didn't, I didn't know for years he was, he was Rick Baker, because that's what Rick Baker just, like, back in the fucking 90s. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like
2: There are no bad ideas here. What What next? Electric Gremlin? Love it. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, let's, More Gremlins. Let's move along to... Number two. Ooh, we're rocketing through this thing. You all seem to have forgotten how money is made and what it takes to support 20 people, let alone what it takes to give 20 people a new life overseas. With all due respect, Dutch... Is this Tahiti plan really gonna work out? You tell me, (laughs) Arthur. Is it? Have some goddamn faith.
2: It will if you believe in it hard enough. My, so, okay, this, I have to commend Michael. This was such a good catch. When we were talking about the liars, I didn't even think of Dutch Vanderland from the Red Dead Redemption series, but Mm. he is, he's the perfect liar because he is the unique brand of liar who believes his own bullshit. He's like Trump. Yeah. He doesn't think he's lying. Like, to mm. Dutch, they will absolutely go to Tahiti, which, by the way, how fucking hilarious would it be to see Dutch and Arthur in Tahiti, like, not fighting rebels. Like, you know, when when they actually do go to that island, it's, it's not so funny. But, like... Mm. Just that thought of them going to Tahiti is so ridiculous. It's like, no, you are clearly like cowboys of this like fading West. That you are, you are meant, you are destined to die along with the West. Like that is that is your destiny, man. Like, but he he believes his own bullshit, and that's what makes him a great liar. In that, like, he's not technically lying to you. Like, probably deep down inside somewhere, he knows this stuff will never come true. He's more just like. A hopeless optimist who's yeah. just very unrealistic about
0: Un- Unaccepting of reality because it would ruin what he's built. Mm.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But but everything is teetering. This deck of cards he has built, he knows, like, if people don't buy into that lie, it will all come falling down. Yeah, you know? He's like
1: a cult leader, basically. He, yes. He has to maintain control. And the, what he does is he keeps dangling these bigger and bigger carrots. And it's just like, oh, we, uh, you know... We've hit a minor setback with being chased out of Blackwater and nearly all dying, but it's not a big deal because I've got a plan. I ain't got that long, Dutch. I want folks safe before I go. Me too. And now we are stuck east of the Grizzlies and out of money, and a long way from our dream of virgin land in the West. I know, my brother, but we are safe. We make a bit of money here. Then we move again, head out around them, be west of Uncle Sam, in a few months, buy some land. I hope so. Would you just look around you? This world has its consolations. Right then, it's just like, oh, no, well, we're fine. We're going to do some jobs and uh, run some rackets, and then we'll take our money and, and go to greener pastures. And greener pastures eventually fall through and become this pipe dream of Tahiti. Now like we're going to all move to Tahiti. It'll be fine. Oh, but we we got to find all this money first. How are we going to do this? Let's get in a bunch of scams that are going to wind up with a lot of us either dead or chased by the law. And I'm still going to insist that this is happening because you all don't believe in me enough. I'm like I'm like Will Smith and King Richard. <laughs> I just keep saying like, "No, no, no. You you shouldn't be questioning me." The, you all need to happens. have
2: some goddamn faith, Michael.
1: Yeah, with the difference that you know Will Will Smith's character in King Richard was usually right about stuff.
0: Well, yes. yeah, you know, according yeah. to the movie, that yes, movie. According ooh, to that. Apparently, I was pretty harsh <laughs> in that movie. Oscar time coming this coming this Friday, nice. yeah, twenty twenty
2: two. I I got to be honest. I think the decision to make RDR two a prequel was the best decision they could have made because, like. This is such a great character. The, everyone in that gang, like, like after the, you know, if you played through Red Dead Redemption 1, you realize the goal of that game is to kill everyone in your old gang, basically, or yes. track them down to arrest them. And it's like, the fact that they killed off the best characters in that series is yeah. so great that like in the prequel, it's like, no, you, you get to see Dutch at like prime Dutch. And yeah, he is. And,
0: and the end of Red Dead Redemption 1 is like the death of the old West.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, and, and, so, to, and so is this it? game, right? Like this yeah. game is yeah. like, yeah, that's all still sort of happening, the, but the, like
1: the West is still in its death throes. Mm-hmm. But this, this is also kind of um, like the last gasp. What
2: this do you character mean toxic
0: masculinity.
2: Hmm. <laughs> this character is probably one of my favorite Western characters from movies or games or anything Western. Like weird, the Dutch man. character is a is a really good character, very
0: yeah. very well rounded, and even though he looks like Al Swearengen, he's much more lovable.
1: Mm. Yeah. And at the same time, like he's much more of a murderous bully uh, mm-hmm. who keeps getting every everybody he cares about pushed into these desperate situations. And as he does demonstrate more than once, he will fucking turn his back if it's not advantageous to him to intervene. When when Arthur is in trouble, a bunch of guys have him at gunpoint and with a, a knife pointed at him. Dutch is standing right there, He turns around and walks away. And Arthur is not happy about it. We need to go.
4: You. You ran away. Oh, I did no such thing.
3: Don't be a fool. They could be back here any minute. We did
0: it, gentlemen. Oh, we got some money. And with the train job.
3: But we got a whole lot of money. Come on. Everything is coming together. Exactly as I planned.
1: Yeah. He also does that Darvo shit a lot, the uh, deny attack and reverse victim and offender, where he, you know, somebody calls him on something that he's done and he acts wounded, and then uh, if that doesn't work, he just pushes back on like, well, look, I am God in this game, so you do whatever the fuck I say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, The the, the hardest thing they had to pull off is like, the game, that whole game, is kind of building up to this climax of you think it's going to be a final confrontation with Dutch, and because he has to be in the sequel game, Red Dead Redemption One, they can't do that, so they have to mm-hmm. kind of take a detour to Micah. Right? It's and like, God no, damn it, Micah! <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, really, You're the it's a stumbling all, block character. It, it's it's like it's a typical Dutch. He's kind of chicken shit and bails before mm-hmm. the end of that game. He's like, yeah, man, I'm out of here, you know. And mm-hmm. God dang it! That yeah. uh, he
1: he's he's a very violent person and when it comes down to it he becomes just completely brutal and you know just the rest of the time he's just oh i'm so charming oh i'm so easy to get along with oh i put up with so much from my underlings it's fine and and yeah then just i'm just a merciless fucking thug he
2: he's he's a very he's like a textbook narcissist oh yeah uh, and and possibly sociopath where it's just like yeah he really doesn't he claims to care what happens to the rest of his gang, but he really does not, you know. It's mm-hmm. if if it's not like you said, if it's not advantageous to yeah, him. Well, he or, he
1: does when it's convenient, but uh it's like, well, you know, better than them, them, them than me.
0: Yeah, he cares about the gang as long as it's the sur- he will sacrifice anyone for the survival of the gang.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, he he believes the in the point? idea of the gang more almost more than the individual yeah. gang members, right? It's yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, this may maybe too long a conversation for this entry, but Someone in the Lazy Dem community posted that they finally finished this game today. Wow. Uh, Like (laughs) on our Facebook group. And I just couldn't stop thinking about after Elden Ring's open world. Like, I would never want to go back to this open world again.
2: This one uh, is so different than others. I think I could. But Michael and I were kind of talking off mic. Yeah, it's. It's going to be really tough for me to go back to kind of the more Western model of like, hey, there's a bunch of icons on a map and go explore. Yeah. Like, it's. Mm. I, I, I think out. I have I to take go, a break. Go from out in a boat with your games. wife for ten minutes and listen to some
0: dialogue. Like, no, I should be at the next boss battle by then. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think honestly so after impatient.
2: after Elden Ring, like, I kind of need to take a breather from open world games. But this one, this one was one that I know at the time a lot of the shit people complained about about too. I really loved, like, I like the fact that it took five minutes to hunt down one animal in the wild, because it was, it was sort of, it's nope. meant to be immersive, you know? But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, man, I finished this game, but I have unfinished business in this game, oh, if that yeah. makes any sense. I finished it reluctantly, like, I'm tired
0: of doing all this bullshit. What the fuck am I doing? I kinda get that way with other open world games, even like GTA to some extent, but like, mm-hmm. I really felt like, this is too much nonsense just like an open world filled with nothing and 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 not a lot in between and I I don't know I'm just my my what I want from an open world game has changed so drastically over the last three weeks I just can't imagine playing this game again
1: I mean you know watching the the footage from this it's like man I want to I do want to go back and play this again I also remember, like, when I finished this, it's like, I want to keep this going, and so I fired up Red Dead and, like, started over from the beginning, and it's like, mm-hmm.
2: this has aged really poorly. I don't oh, the, want the to first, keep playing yeah. This. Yeah. I keep thinking about that and wondering that, because, but I'm almost like, Red. I hold Red Dead once so, at such high regard in my mind, I don't want to go back and play it and yeah, ruin it, that illusion.
1: Play, playing it after 2 kind of ruins it, because it's mm-hmm. just like, well, the, the sense of scale feels, it feels smaller... Yeah. Like there's there's something almost like more toyetic about it than than there is oh, to yeah. 2. It looks like
0: a pivoting toy soldier. Um, if you want to you know. play
2: through the worlds of one two, it Red Dead Online is kind mm-hmm. of that map, and yeah. so you can actually just go play through those worlds in that updated engine, and I, they I look wish amazing.
1: They, they just remake uh, the first game and the second game's engine. Like just go for yeah. I can I've go always
0: felt that. like I'd Rockstar's greatest trick is uh, it's voice acting and and. Voice actors are so great, it tricks you into thinking they're timeless. Yeah, as the GTA collection has shown us, it is (laughs) not not,
1: sadly, it is not just
0: uh infinitely cool at the time. And when you remember those cutscenes and those characters, you remember how well rounded they are, and that's kind of important, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, to modern gameplay and just how much better it is of still most modern games. God damn, yeah, but you know what's even better than that. Elden Ring, where uh-huh. people never say anything and people just let me play get the game. Real
1: pissed off at us for not shutting up about
0: Elden Ring. Oh, Elden Ring is the best, and you're missing out. I really, I really do player. love it.
1: But um, we need to wrap this up. So let's talk about the biggest liar in video games, according to us. Let's go. It's
2: number one. This is the greatest handgun ever made: the Colt Single Action Army. Six bullets, more than enough to kill anything that moves. Now I'll show you why they call me... Revolver.
1: Draw! One of the most memorable boss fights in that game... What series and character are we talking
2: about? Metal Gear series. And Revolver Ocelot, is just one of many, many liars in yeah. that series. Like, how did you pick one, just one?
1: Possibly the most prolific and the most important. Uh, possibly second to Big Boss himself, although that might be a little spoilery to get into. But uh, Revolver Ocelot is... I, I don't even, like, he's more than a double agent. Like, he's, he's like a triple or quadruple or quintuple agent or something. Like, he betrays everyone and has, like, just works on his own hidden agenda, which is never entirely clear. It's like, is he a bad guy? Is he working for, on, on the side of quote unquote good the whole time? It's
0: almost like it makes no
2: sense and he's just a trapdoor of surprise moments. Yeah, that's <laughs> anyway. sort of yeah, what it's like. Be. Like in five, works. he's just straight up like a good guy. He supports you. He's your yeah. buddy the entire game. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so weird. And I'm like I was like well, waiting I'm for the double by cross. Troy Baker now. That's how was, you can I tell was, I'm a good guy. That's true. I was waiting for the double cross in five, and it just never came yeah. with that character. Maybe, maybe it, it's one of the well, endings I didn't see. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think uh, without without spoiling too much, it's like it, it's a double cross. Not not even really a double cross. A deception to which he is an accessory rather than the instigator. Um, Yeah, okay, yes. But that's kind of how he is, like, he is a tool of deception a lot of the time. Like, he's not not so much, like, he he has his own agenda, but is it really his agenda or is it someone else's agenda? Is it the Patriot's agenda? Is it it Boss's agenda?
2: Well, in three, okay, so in three, he Mm. doesn't work for boss not big boss the original boss he works for the the big bad in that one right the um yeah is it russian yeah yeah well but uh
1: and 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 yeah he has a series of memorable moments like the the first time he meets boss he uh ambushes him and gets like a bullet caught in the chamber of his makarov and boss is like oh this is because you're using an automatic You should be using a revolver. revolver. The way you twist your elbow when you fire to to dampen the recoil, that's a revolver move. So the next time he shows up, he is, of course, holding a revolver.
2: I see you've got yourself a single-action army. That's right. There'll be no accidents this time. You call that an accident? Well, it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been showing off. What did you say?
1: It's a nice gun. I'll give you that. But the engraving gives you no tactical advantage whatsoever.
2: Unless you were planning to auction it off as a collector's item.
1: So, but spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, this is, like, his his most seemingly straightforward role, where he's, like, a young Special Forces captain and, uh, you know, working for this rogue Russian military unit. And he's your enemy, and you fight him, and then you find out, like, oh, he was actually secretly working with you the whole time. Like, he, he was this, this agent that you were supposed to meet at the beginning, who, uh, like, was codenamed Adam, and Eva shows up instead, and she's like, oh, Adam couldn't make it, but really, she just got to you first.
2: Oh, okay. See, okay, by the way, I do need to point out the irony of Hideo Kojima writing a scene where a character makes fun of another character for having complete set dressing that has nothing to do and making fun <laughs> of him for that. It's like, this is what your games are is set dressing, dude. These
1: endless cutscenes give you no tactical advantage whatsoever.
2: Yeah, they certainly don't help explain the fucking plot. No. You know? <laughs> Hope you like movies and talking about them. Yes. Let me tell you about the 1969 Godzilla <laughs> Godzilla or was, it, was it 1959? I forget. 54. <laughs> RIP by the way to the Godzilla creator guy who just passed right. Wait what? I saw something online this week about some like the creator's pe- been gone. I think
0: I figured most people who were involved were been gone for a while. It's okay. You don't even have to google it. It's not it, I'm sure someone will let us know.
1: No, I just I just google Godzilla year and it told me uh 2004. So uh, thanks I- Google.
2: <laughs> Akira <laughs> Takarada, the original Godzilla star, dead at 87. So, star, as of five okay. days ago.
1: All right, 1954 was the original Showa. You haven't seen Godzilla. the Japanese
0: mo- version of that movie? It is great. I have. And Kojima is correct. Yeah. And, but anyway, so yeah,
2: Metal, Metal Gear. Yeah. We were talking. Metal so Gear. yes, revolver. So that's how he's lying in three. It by the way, a game I recently played. Uh, that plot point completely escaped me because that game is so fucking confusing. It is. It is very Gear.
1: dense. But yes, he's so he has a whole secret backstory that is unknown even to himself and <laughs> uh, goes goes through a lot of permutations he's like you know the the antique cowboy in Metal Gear Solid and then uh, becomes like this uh, you know the rogue rogue agent who's always walking around in fatigues in two and then uh, by the time four comes around he's just gone completely off the rails and become Liquid Ocelot? Why?
3: You could have stopped us. I stopped you. Why would I want to do that?
1: This is just as I'd hoped things would end. Yes, I've been manipulating you the whole time, Snake.
2: Nine well, it's years not really him, right?
1: I
3: tried right? to it's... free us from the control of our genes. Four years later, Our
4: dear brother Solidus sought to free us from the control of the Patriots'
2: means. All of that, all of it, was nothing more than a process of trial and error, the end result of which is Outer Haven, to be free from
1: Sons of the Patriots, the ultimate form of external control imposed on the Patriot soldiers. So you've basically been my pawn this whole time, Snake. The audience is all caught up now. (laughs)
2: Which is the one where he has someone else's arm that was supposed to be controlling him? So
1: that is uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. He comes back and he's like, I got Liquid Snake's arm grafted on to replace the one I lost to the ninja in in Metal Gear Solid. And then the arm supposedly takes him over. And then in Metal Gear Solid 4, he's Liquid Ocelot. And now the Liquid personality has completely taken me over. But uh, there may be more to it than that. (laughs) Because this is a ridiculous premise and I
2: can't believe Snake bought it! Yeah, it's dumb. Mm. (laughs) This series is dumb, dude. It's really (laughs) dumb. Like, the way I recommend, folks, if you've never played a Metal Gear game, just play it. Don't worry too much about the plot. Just, like... It's like it's like it's Fast and Furious movies. Just marvel at the big it's shiny stuff and and the, the spectacle. But don't worry too much about trying to follow. It, it, you is you how can
1: I skip the cutscenes. You can fast forward through the codec dialogue. I mean, just,
0: just as an update, like all those codec scenes should be read in your ear while you're playing. Like I'm guessing they do. In, in, they in do five, five is what five. they do.
2: Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but I'm not saying don't skip the cutscenes. Like no, they're there for the, the cut spectacle. Are
1: good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Maybe they the, were good. The,
1: but if, if you're getting bored by them, you, you can skip.
0: But speaking of sadly dead franchise,
2: yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think Konami, when they start making video games again on a regular basis, will resurrect it. It won't be the same, you know, but uh, it'll, it'll come I, back. I, be- I believe
0: they've been number one in the App Store for, like, a record-breaking amount of time. They are making, like... Uh, it's like, like a board game franchise that's never come here. They're still making tons of money off games, just not the games we're used to getting.
2: So they I, they I made think, the best Picross game ever made. <laughs> it was yeah. a free game on the App Store. They
1: also I, put out a Castlevania, like a new Castlevania on Apple Arcade a little while yeah. ago. Yeah,
2: that's it's right. It's an old Castlevania. Mm-hmm. No, it's a new one. Yeah, it's all new. You're playing mm-hmm.
1: as Alucard.
0: Yeah, I thought it was the old one that mm-hmm. popped up there. No. That's
2: Dracula backwards.
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, what? <laughs> oh, now you know spoilers.
0: No at lies here. Game, no, I just lies I, I, I get this because predi- there's. I doubt there's any way Konami would let go of the Metal Gear Solid IP, but we'll probably see it reborn in a couple of years by some kid who was raised on the games, and maybe we'll see Snake again. But like, I think the series is at an end with five. How do you guys feel about mm. that?
1: I mean, I think Kojima's involvement is is at an end. Uh, the series yeah. didn't technically end there because Metal Gear Survive
2: happened. All right. I'll say this. I feel like if any series was ripe for a reboot, it's yeah. probably the Metal Gear series I, Like I because the, the lore is so stupid and ridiculous. And I, I wouldn't move forward
0: without Kojima on that because as silly as it can get, like it is taken seriously and one guy kind of has all that in his head. You should mm. start over. But then what does Metal Gear do after that? I don't know. I'd be, I don't know. I love talking about it, though. Yeah. Um, I don't like dead franchises of stuff I used to revere. And I, as the biggest Snake's Revenge fan on this podcast, <laughs> as the uh, I would one, <laughs> miss possibly.
1: Mm-hmm. But Yeah, that stands to reason. Like, yeah, every Metal Gear made without Kojima's involvement, and there have been a few, have been, like, some of them are okay. Some of them are pretty bad. Um, but none of them are really, really good. So... I mean I know yeah. I know there are some people who love Metal Gear Acid I'm not one of them but uh technical think... Technically no, no, no. Survive
2: the, uh... is the last Metal Gear right that nobody like Yes we mentioned that but yeah,
1: Acid yeah. is was the one for PSP that like it's nominally a stealth tactics game but it also uses cards for There's a your card moves. mechanic wasn't yeah. there
2: yeah. But, yeah
0: That was the unappealing moment for me
1: Yeah yeah Not my, yeah. not my thing not my cup of tea But we should talk about some things that are my cup of tea. We're gonna take a little break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Ghostwire Tokyo and some other new releases and a bunch of news and other stuff, so stay tuned.
0: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew?
1: Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com/LaserTime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste.
0: No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man: No Way Home, and I'm here with the. Most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I
0: couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As if the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1pm on Friday? <laughs> because it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll go with you again right. on Saturday whenever you can do it, but I'm gonna, Experience is fresh, super important to me, and I'm. I liked that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame, I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like, I didn't. The trailer only showed like the first forty minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going to be like, about.
2: Travel and all that was like completely left right. out of the.
0: I I, yeah. I I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like, you know, other than the post credit scene, like that, all of that, all of that was spoiled for me, like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you.
1: Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash lasertime. And welcome back to our final segment. And I, I just want to say, I remembered something. Big Boss pulls the Atlas thing in the very first Metal Gear game where he is the one guiding you through that whole game and then twist, he's the villain at the end. Oh, dun, it's, dun, it's dun, been my dun, Metal Gear this whole time. <laughs> it's the NES and we can get away with characters named Big Boss because this is media aimed at children. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when Big Boss was a bad guy and not a sympathetic character you played as. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. But anyway, we that was a very long lead in for. Ghostwire Tokyo is huh. pretty good, at least from what I've played. I notice it's getting some middling reviews. Uh, it seems to be in the uh, low sevens, but. Uh,
2: but I I enjoyed what I've played so far. Uh It's getting a lot of mixed reviews too, though. I feel like it's one of those mm. games that either you like it or you love it, mm. and then yeah, there are a few that are that are that are half and half. But um, I'm anxious about this combat, this spell weaving shit that I've seen in the previews. <clears throat> that stuff looks so cool, like just the hand yeah. movements. It does. It does look
1: really cool. It's like something out of a kung fu movie in first person. It's like, oh yeah, I'm doing some like uh shinto magic or some something but yeah. it requires a lot of like cool like naruto ninja magic hand movements and, but like
2: with string like magic string it's like it's like yeah ninja cats in the cradle shit it's great yeah
1: that's that's <laughs> how you pull cores out of enemies so you damage them enough and you can expose a vulnerable core and if you can pull that out and you know it's it's this little thing where you have to hold it down for a certain amount of time and and yank out their core without another enemy running up and hitting you then I think you get more um, shards or whatever they are that you know power your your spells. Blood Am- ammunition, basically. Let <laughs> Yeah, it's blood Yeah, yeah. So the, this game is you sharded continually. <laughs> like you, kind of made me think of like a little, little bit Bioshocky. Um, mm. The the approach to open world design reminds me a little bit of you know uh, like a latter day Resident Evil, where it's like first person and v- like photorealistic but also like you've got these little side quests that are these self-contained stories that send you off on unique encounters like that part kind of remind me a little bit of Silent Hill Downpour a game that nobody really played uh but uh, <laughs> there's a
2: lot of those with Silent Hill yeah.
1: oddly enough <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, lot of Silent Hills that nobody played past 3 i think but um so uh but you know you're going and the, the whole conceit is that some guy in a uh, Hanya mask, Hanya being like a female demon from No Theater, is, uh, has, has basically raptured everybody in Shibuya and, uh, is putting them all inside these giant Hellraiser cubes, uh, to be carted off by these, uh, creatures called visitors, which are like these, you know, creepy, like Slenderman salaryman dudes with umbrellas that can deflect your shots. Or oh, uh, head, yeah. headless schoolgirls, um, and like you've got, you've got some that are like, oh, this, this is a real pickle. This, this woman who's dressed like, um, Lady Dumitresque with like, You know, the big white hat and, like, a a huge pair of scissors that she keeps slashing at you with.
2: Oh, boy. Lady Demetrescu scissors. Mm -hmm. I wonder what she's going to do to my testicles with those. Oh, Uh, no. I
0: was going to say open the Kentucky Derby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, open the Kentucky Derby with my nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Of my nuts, I don't know. That's the ceremonial throwing of the nuts.
2: (laughs) V uh, oh, yeah. yes. video but, games and the internet have really broken. Yeah. So <laughs> so I say I
1: say raptured because like so he turns it like there's this mist that turns everyone into ghosts and then they all get captured by the demons, and uh but they their bodies just disappear and so you just see like these piles of clothes lying and everywhere. Clothes. Like and it's awesome. environmental storytelling, like, oh here's a an empty baby carriage sitting next to a pile of women's clothes sitting on a bench. Like, oh, a mom was sitting here and and got disappeared. I'd better find these people and help them. But it is it's like an open world Shibuya and it's everything is incredibly detailed. It reminds me a lot of Yakuza like if you ever like mm. turn on first person in those games and just explore like oh yeah, I'm I'm walking into a convenience store which is run by a yokai cat, of course. <laughs> and uh and I can walk up to the shelves and see all the individual little uh you know, drinks and onigiri and other shit that they sell in konbini's. Forget about bodega
2: cat. I want to hear about this yokai cat. Yeah, well, what they're we
1: they're got, they're, they're chiselers. They they you know like oh well, <laughs> I gotta run a business and uh, <laughs> but they can they can sell you like these paper Shinto charms that you can use to absorb the ghosts that you see out on the streets. Like so you you'll just see like these floating masks of or masses of uh, see through blue bodies that are you know and and you. Just, like, walk up to them and absorb them, and then you walk up to these telephone booths, and, like, oh, they've been secretly modified by these people who were preparing for this event, and so I can just upload these ghosts to somewhere outside the radius of this fog where they'll be uh, supposedly reincarnated or reincorporated into their bodies somehow?
2: Just no clothes. Missing. What the hell happened to my clothes? Yeah,
1: oh, man, I... I've rescued over 10,000 naked people so far. <laughs> I just have to imagine they're very confused.
2: Is this a horror game? Cause like it, sometimes it mm. gave me horror vibes with the enemy design. I mean, but it's, it,
1: it's horror themed. I don't feel like I've been scared at any point by it. It's, it's really more like just a first person adventure kind of game. Creepy game. Like, yeah, I
0: mean, Evil Within creepy. didn't it's have. It's creepy,
2: but is it act, is it pretty action heavy? Action forward with the, the whole shooting yes, mechanic? Yep, so it fucking looks is. like it. Yeah. Looking oh. at
0: it right now, it looks insane. Is this not included in Game Pass?
2: No. No. It's Well, okay, so remember, this is one of the last exclusives that Bethesda had made before Microsoft bought them. Mm-hmm. So this is theoretically exclusive oh. to PlayStation for now. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone is speculating that will probably be for a year or however long that exclusivity deal lasts, and then will come to Game Pass. Yeah. So.
0: Even though Deathloop hasn't come to Game Pass. Well,
2: mm-hmm. Again, that one's still under the exclusivity. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's been a year.
1: Has it? A full year? I don't know, actually.
2: No, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this this is Bethesda, but not, well, Microsoft bought them before this mm. release. So, yeah, it's, it's, Microsoft's making money off of a game on a Sony platform, yeah. maybe.
1: But, I mean, it says something about the game that, like, yeah, I, stopped, I put Elden Ring on hold to play this and did so for most of last night. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it. And, like, I was able to slip right back into that, uh, it, it it's sort of a checklist style open world where it's just like okay well you went to the tory gate and you cleared the mist out of this neighborhood now here's some icons of uh side quests that are nearby and
0: you did you did say before you started like this is the game that loosened elden ring's grip on you a little bit
1: yeah a little bit well in that like i i didn't keep wanting to put it aside and going back to right. elden ring like oh no um, i'm i'm actually invested in this i'm
2: enjoying that, it that's going to be 2022's weird measuring stick for games. Like, did, yeah, you, did you stop playing Elden Ring for that game? Well, that's not, to not a top game of your I want to
0: finish it so I can... It, the Final Fantasy remake had the same effect over me. Like, I don't want to play anything else right now. I just yeah. fucking love this. Well, I think that's
1: my personal metric for, like... 10 out of 10 and here's here's a game reviewer secret a lot of this is just gut feeling we don't have a scientific scale for like oh well you know the graphics satisfied these criteria so graphically this is like a 7 out of 10 but yeah no it's it's all just like how do i feel about this game on a 1 to 10 point scale and for me uh, if if the game is a 10 out of 10 it has to be something where it's just like, while I'm playing it, I don't want to do anything else. I keep wanting to go back to it. If I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. And yeah. you know, when I when I fire up my system, there's no indecision. Oh, what I'm in, what am I going to play tonight? It's it's always like this now immediately.
2: Uh, Quick sidebar about those rating things. I, I I could always understand the one to ten scale, even though games are graded on a curve and we know it's very rare for a game to get less than a 5 on that mm-hmm. scale but yeah. that's a separate conversation. That, that's because of our American school uh, But I, here's what I never understood I think, was it IGN, some publications used to do the decimal system like, oh this is a 7.2 and that's where yeah. I called bullshit. I'm like yeah. what is what is this point two bullshit? Like, yeah. Yeah. the and fudge the, factor
1: I think IGN may, like IGN or some other site may have gone from like a full 100 point scale to like we're allowing point fives. Like, if you, if you feel like this isn't quite an eight, but it's also better than a seven, it's a 7.5. Yeah, okay. That 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 I can can buy. That is
0: all you need. That is almost too much. Yeah. A 20 Uh, point scale. I think, I think
1: PC Gamer, uh, they used to use a hundred point. I don't remember if I don't know if they still do. Yeah, I don't know if they still do either. But I remember we did like a thing about like, is 10 out of 10 actually perfect? And like, especially in PC Gamer's case, they're like, we use a hundred point scale. No game gets a hundred. Uh, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always, uh, so, so no game is, is perfect. If we were to actually give a game a one, a, you know, 10 out of 10, 100, Perfect one hundred score—that would be a perfect game. But we don't. But the
2: hundred point scale implies there is math involved. You yes. cannot mm-hmm. just subjectively rank a thing between one and hundred. hundred to me implies like, okay, they they're they're doing a calculation. You know, like okay, mm-hmm. this we're averaging graphics yeah. and
1: is this a sixty-three, <laughs> 63 or a sixty-four? Let me consult yeah. my chart. I, I don't. Maybe there is there was some internal math involved. I think it's just them giving themselves a lot, so. <laughs> a lot of wiggle room, a lot of nuance. If you will. Anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah Ghost Wire Tokyo, yeah. one of those games that it seems to be all over. Like a hundred point scale yeah. would be ridiculous. I mean, I, it's kind of... I, I,
1: I really enjoyed it. Um, the okay. the shooting, i eh, it's a little, I, I felt like I was having to backpedal and look for ammo a lot. It's a bit yeah. slow. You can get, you know, skill upgrades that make it a bit faster, that make your attacks give them a little bit more punch. When you start out, you just have these wind spells. They fire slowly. They're weak. It's sort of like a pistol in a first person shooter. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it, I, I didn't think that part of it was particularly strong. I really enjoy the exploration. I really like the, you know, the story, the vibe so far. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's a fun little open world game.
2: Yeah, man, it looks like a, a first person Doctor Strange game. Hmm. That's, that's an interesting <laughs> way to put it, actually. A good game just to jump ahead to bridge into, cause I see, I'm now I'm seeing some similarities interesting week for far cry 6 to release a stranger things hmm. mission pack when when ghostwire tokyo comes out like oh, kind of the eerie yeah. spooky first person mm-hmm. game but there's there's not anything stranger things happening
1: well but that's that's the whole point of the crossover that
2: now there are stranger things yeah, happening in far cry okay. 6 i love that far cry 6 has become this year's uh, ghost uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands did this where it became just like, this is the platform for weird pop culture references, mm. like they had a Rambo mission, they had a Danny Trejo mission, now there's Stranger Things mission, like. The Stranger Things mission, you you have to go into the upside down and save Chorizo. But, uh, yeah, so Far Cry 6 Stranger Things, it's n- not out as we're recording this, but, I I've liked the mission things they've done and those are free if you buy the game they're they're included with the game so you might as well go check that out. I don't think that's a season pass thing. I think it's just like everyone gets it. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's just free. Nice. Did you play this Anno uh mutation as sorry? We were... I I played it a little bit and and
1: then, you know, I did want to go back to Elden Ring rather badly, but mm. uh it is uh, an action adventure game, and it does, like, I, I wanted to play it because it does something really unique with its art style, where it, it looks like a 2D pixel art game, but everything moves in three dimensions. And it's it's not like something like Demon Turf, where it's just like, oh, the character is clearly a pixel painting that, uh, yeah. you know, just it rotates, whatever, a- against a 3D background, uh. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, I don't know if it's voxels or
2: just, you know, very fluid 2D animation. Oh, gotta be honest, unfortunate naming here, cause like Anno to me, having worked mm-hmm. at Ubisoft, yes. like Michael currently does, is a economic simulator trade yes. game. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't know how they're not getting sued having this name, to be honest. With it you. just I think, means I think year. Owns Anno. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's like
1: <laughs> Anno Domini or something. Like, you know, it's the, the year of mutation.
2: But then they doubled down and had yeah mutationum. That's a uh, that's quite a mouthful as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mutationum. I'm I'm not sure how you pronounce mutationum. that. Mutationum. Look at ah, this guy. Hey, it's an anime girl. She's running around. She's solving the mystery! <laughs> hunting the uh,
2: bounties. Talking about anime girls, isn't, isn't that what Rune Factory is? It's anime farmer girls, uh, basically, and, and boys.
1: I don't I don't play this series. I know it's like fantasy
2: Harvest Moon. Um, yeah. yeah. okay, that's what I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fantasy Harvest Moon. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it is like literally by the Harvest Moon
2: people. It's very highly regarded. Um it's just Here's my review. Just uh go play, play it Stardew Valley. It. Uh, Stop or, it or, this. <laughs> or uh or the one we like. What's the what's the, the grave, graveyard keeper? Go play yeah. that. Yeah, go play yeah, that.
0: Yeah, Matt, play Stardew Valley like twenty hours less and
2: try this other game per second. <laughs> I've played oh, god, two hundred and fifty hours of Stardew Valley or something. Lord. So, yeah. mm-hmm. You must yeah. love work. Hmm. <laughs> it's the <best>. and relationships <laughs> uh i have to quick shout out so the ascent to that game the the cyberpunk isometric uh action kind of twin stick game that was on xbox last year is now on ps4 and five so uh it's worth checking out especially if you're into cyberpunk like i dug the aesthetic kind of one of those games i, I feel like i was close to finishing and then just drifted off to play other things and i'm like i should go back and finish that because i think it is still on game pass if you have an xbox so uh yeah, The Ascent, now on PlayStation platforms. Cool. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Chris, you played that demo a few weeks ago. The full game is out. Are you gonna get a mouthful with this no. one? <laughs> no. Okay, you got a mouthful with the demo, apparently. No, I
0: mean, I, I think I was, I tried to be diplomatic about it. Like, um, I'm not a Kirby hater, but also not a fan. I mm. thought the, the, the world looked interesting. I just think Kirby is a fundamentally a slow, character with slow, slow gameplay, um, yeah. and man, I, I was—I just thought it would be scratching that Mario Odyssey itch, and it's just not fast enough.
2: I jokingly call it a Babby game, but I, I do legitimately feel like, yeah, the Kirby games are, I think, meant for a younger player. Yeah, and so the t- do 2D games,
0: I, I, my, they just came out so fast. Kirby has had, like, 1,900 more mainline games than fucking Mario in a much shorter period, and yeah just because but this is this is the first like open worldy kirby game i've seen in a while it's not it's not open world it's 3d -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just slow and it's slow and then then again i cannot i I wish i wish i rarely ever feel like i wish i could stream again but i wish i could just go from streaming a giant boss in elden ring to a giant boss in kirby like just (laughs) holy shit like it, it I'm not calling Kirby a baby game and I'm not saying Elden Ring is difficult but this is like this is not a rewarding experience at all this is almost I'm doing things but this is scripted Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) this is almost scripted
1: I did play a little bit of the demo and it's like I know it's like in the early levels but there was a bit where it's just like oh now we're gonna trap you into in this ring and you have to defeat waves of enemies and like, I had this bomb power up, and I was, so I was just like throwing bombs at these little critters that were spawning in, and it's just like everything, one hit, one hit, one hit, one hit, done. And like, this wasn't challenging at all. This <laughs> did not match the
2: setup. So again, as a parent, one thing I will, two things I can tell you kids love. Mm-hmm. They love, uh, easy segments of games and repetition. So, uh, that might answer yeah, I, I just
0: said it a long time ago Kirby wasn't for me. It, it has it has all the colors and the music that I love. It's just like it's
2: it's slow. What I'm hearing about this game, everyone kind of loves the mouthful mechanic yeah, yeah. and wishes that was in more Kirby games other than this game.
0: Yeah, so. that was that was kind of that that, that, that that like is a is an interactive gameplay element I do wish more games had because just like why would it be fun for me to possess a coke machine? But it is yeah. And okay. then you have 99, you possess a, you swallow a Coke machine, you get 99 cans to spit at people rapid fire or not. Yeah,
2: that's Fucking that's clever as right. hell. Um, and then Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out later this week. It's funny, I, the review scores are, are, are coming in pretty strong. I went back to play and finish the DLC, because I'd played Assault on Dragon Keep, but I'd never finished it, and like... I haven't played this new one, but I really hope they have updated the gameplay, because I can tell you, I've, I had fond memories of Dragon Keep, and then you go back and it's like, oh my god, like Borderlands 2, that formula, feels so old and slow now, and it was part of the reason I didn't enjoy Borderlands 3 when that came out, I was like, yeah, they're just kind of doing more of the same thing. So I'm really hoping it's, it's not just more of that Borderlands formula. Cause otherwise I feel like I've outgrown that formula. Cause I, I mm. called myself a Borderlands fan after one and two. Sure. And then after three, I was like, Oh, they're just doing the same thing. And this is boring. And other games have, they do loot shooting better now. Like Destiny is way better mm. loot shooter. I'm really curious. Like, did they update the gameplay enough to make me like, you know, want to play Wonderlands or not? Cause if it's just more of that two formula. I'm like, no thanks. Those worlds just feel big and empty. The enemies just feel like bullet sponges. It, uh, the writing was always clever, but eh. maybe it'll change your mind. It's out on Friday when the show goes yep. live. So, yep. Yep. Uh I'll be too busy playing Mario Kart eight booster course levels because there's eight of them that came out this oh, week with your stupid fucking expansion pack with my expansion pass that is included with the family membership for my nintendo online why am i paying why am i paying for this um, I mean,
0: that's like you said because i'm not an animal crossing fan but i am a mario kart fan the expansion
2: for animal crossing is dope and was worth the upgrade but get, this, I don't getting, know, this I mean, getting this
0: additionally for like you know genesis games 64 games DLC. This, this is the this kind now of DLC that makes I like. this
2: upgrade worth it. Like, because like my kids Mario Kart, um, love Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart. Mario Kart's great because it's it's just kids can play it. They have those those settings where it auto steers, auto auto does acceleration and stuff for them. we like eight more eight entire new courses, and even if they're not true Mario Kart eight courses, like they're not they didn't do all the bells and whistles. But I mean, we've got you got courses from uh 3DS, from Mario Kart Tour, from 64, from the Wii. All, DS, uh you know, Mario Kart Advance—they're all represented here. Like, I just, to me, it's like a, a really cool value add for one of the, for the best-selling game on the Switch, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I, I, man, there's eight courses—that's a lot of content to check out. So maybe I'll get around to it and, and have some thoughts on that. All right. Well,
1: in the meantime, we should move on to.
2: News. Actually, kind of light on game news this week, but you know we're not light on. In time for the Academy Awards, the PGA Hollywood segment. We're starting with a couple, a couple Hollywood stories. Oscar Isaac star of what Moon Knight is the thing that's mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. Uh, I think IGN asked him at like the Moon Knight premiere like hey what the hell's going on with that Metal Gear Solid movie that you were cast in. Uh, he, he's he's Solid Snake and he confirmed to them no it's it's still under development and his quote was like. Yeah, we're searching. We're still, we're still searching like Solid Snake. Uh, so apparently, they're searching for a story, searching wow. for a cast. But it, yeah. It's...
1: Wow! If only there had already been a story right. written that could be adapted into uh, a, if a movie. If only there wasn't there wasn't
0: hundred hours of Metal Gear movies official on YouTube right mm-hmm. now.
2: Yeah, you can't make any of those a real movie. People True. wouldn't pay for that. I mean, Come it, on, it, guys.
0: Metal Gear's story always sort of frustrates me, but I think part of that is because. It's like two seasons worth of a fucking intriguing television show in each game and it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to wrap your head around. Just
1: just base it on the first game and make it about... Make it like The Raid but instead of a uh, an apartment block you have like a uh, wide open military base or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and then have like the... Movie theaters scan people's phones like, do you like Castlevania games on Apple Arcade? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're going to say no.
0: No. No, we don't.
1: Look down at them and say no. Like,
2: How do you like go make it like The Rorschach? Raid instead of... you got to say make it like Escape from New York because he's like literally yes. based <laughs> on... Yes, <Yeah. laughs> like Escape,
1: <laughs> Escape from New York and Rambo. You watch those. If you're a Metal Gear fan, you will see... This is where Metal like these yeah. are Metal Gear's Mommy and Daddy. Rambo yeah. First Blood Part 2 and Escape from New York. Together Absolutely. they are the basis of Metal Gear.
0: Did you First Blood? Hmm. Oscar
2: Isaac actually is kind of inspired casting. Though. Yeah, like, When looked, I look at him I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty solid Snake, huh? I huh? like that guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh I think I'm more excited Tekken Bloodline is an upcoming anime coming to Netflix this year that uh, tells the story of Jin Kazama and the King of the Iron Fist. Tournament. Yeah,
0: I think it's a, apparently, like, the story of Tekken 3, which is
1: oh, the most... Like the only moment in that series that I cared about. Yeah, the story. because yeah, I, yes. be, I
0: like beat that game with every character to unlock all the cutscenes, even though from the trailer there are characters who are clearly from, like, you know, the new games mm-hmm. and whatnot. You, you want
2: to you have your minds blown. Please. When What year would you think Tekken 7 came out? Uh, shit, I thought it was...
0: I know it was in San Francisco. 2017? 2015. 2015?
2: You're seven years old, man. Wait, Ugh. is that the one that had PSVR support? That is the last mainline entry in the know. Tekken series. That game still, know. by the way, holds up. I that played was it like, super two fun. years ago. Yeah, that game's great. The one with um, So, yeah. I am so down to pl- uh, to watch Tekken Bloodline. Like, mm. if, if it's anything like the Castlevania anime series, like, yeah, give, give me some shit.
0: Yeah, I dare me, them me to me include the music shit. from – if they include any of the music from Tekken 3, like, I'd be walking – could be walking by a mall kiosk and I would stop, turn around, and pay attention.
2: Just use the music. All I the know music. is there's going to be a scene of a dude in a tiger wrestling mask fighting a bear. And I'm there yeah. for that. That's, that's what I, that's why I watch anime. I, I
1: think I'd I be watch. down for that more in live action, but okay.
2: <laughs> A farting true. bear in live action. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then this, this is news like custom tailored for Michael. Yeah. A Plague Tale.
1: That's crazy.
2: The, the Plague Tale games, which there's one that was, uh, what, what was the, the, the subtitle of Plague Tale? Innocence? Or? Yeah.
1: Plague Tale Innocence. And then the next one is Requiem.
2: And Requiem is still coming out, but yeah. – uh, so there is a TV series in the work. Uh, it, it, Eurogamer spotted it on French websites um, where uh, – by the way, that yes, those games vary for French, French yes. developers. Yeah. It takes uh,
1: place in France during the, the – I think the Hundred Years' War and the Plague and very yeah. much
2: already movies. <laughs> mm. It's the, the developers in Bordeaux. So there you go. Um but yeah, oh. they that is being handled. I believe the TV series is being handled by a French company. So it's not like not like they're giving this to some US production house who doesn't understand what makes that game great. Mm. Um to me it's intriguing because it's like it is a lesser known game and it's kind of a smaller story that it's like this, mm-hmm. this actually sounds like a good TV series. Like a lot of the yeah. time mm-hmm. games don't translate well to movie and TVs. Cause it's right. like, mm, that's kind of a dumb story. And it's only fun. Cause it's a video game. Like right. this has an intriguing story that I almost would prefer to see this as a TV yeah. series versus play it as the I'm, game.
1: I'm still really surprised how much I love this game. Like it's an understated little stealth adventure where you are a teenage girl trying to protect her little brother with very little aside from, like, stealth skills and a sling that can brain people with rocks. And there's just, like, fucking... By the end of that game, there's tidal waves of rats in the streets and just eating people alive in seconds like piranhas. And it's crazy. I love it so much.
2: Yeah, it's it's just, like, it's kind of a small... Not a, maybe a double A, I guess I call it, but it's a, mm. a stealth game. It's, yeah. You know. It's, uh, but anyway, it's getting a TV series, so that's exciting. Uh, here's here's something that's getting translated the other way: originally books, then movies. But uh, Sony did a state of play for mm. Hogwarts Legacy last week, where they showed 20 minutes of gameplay for that thing, and they announced it is coming this holiday. Um, I'm ex- I'm a Harry Potter like fan like the the universe the lore of, oh, yeah. of that stuff like i i As a man. and there's never been like a truly great harry potter video game there was a couple that were started to be better and were okay but those games are always pretty much I th- trash i think
0: the best harry potter game is that ea quidditch cup game
2: no that yeah. was awful what are you talking about no that was fun i played it a ton it was fun for like an hour and then i got really tired of i
1: might game. like i mean i think they made a maybe a better one. I like played the first dedicated Quidditch game on like the original Xbox and it was just awful.
2: There was, remember the gears of war inspired one that you were just like yes. shooting from behind cover. But
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no,
2: but this, this is like open world takes place in Hogwarts. It's, um, it's well before the events of the the books. It's, it takes place in the 1800s.
1: Very integrated for the 1800s. I'll say that like that, <laughs> that Hogwarts is true. very racially diverse, <laughs> which is
2: a good thing, but
1: you know, you know,
2: Britain in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> in the wizarding world, all the racism is for things like goblins, which are the rumored bad guys uh-huh. in this game. The the uh, Ranrock is their their leader. They showed off some of the baddies. Um and so basically the goblins are aligned with dark wizards. That's the plot point they let on. Mm-hmm. But and the other thing they revealed, you're you're playing a fifth year student at Hogwarts. So you got oh. you got some spells. So I got diagon privileges. Sweet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you? Oh, not Diagon. You mean um, Hogsmeade? Well, well, yeah, Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Yes.
1: But you're you're also like a a fifth year who joins as a fifth year. Like, oh, we're just skipping you ahead. You're, you're new at the school. What? You, never you can't, can't put a
2: 30, thirty year old in a year one. What the hell? Is yeah. Just gonna share you can't a four do poster. That, you with can't do the, of the Revenge of the Nerds thirteen year old kid there and in, in college with with this yeah, shit. This, what the this fuck?
1: This this is one series where it's just like, man. I, I, on the one hand, like I kind of wish Universal would just buy out J.K. Rowling's rights to it. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it's just like, well, do you go with problematic creator or giant corporation? Um, so I don't really have the side of the
0: giant corporation. Yeah, because uh, at least they won't they won't be outwardly transphobic.
1: That's true. That's true. Well, yeah,
2: outwardly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is is. It's such a weird franchise. Like, the person who is managing the franchise from, like, the marketing perspective, like, the movies have clearly lost their way a little bit. And they're not terrible movies, but those, like, yes, uh, Fantastic Beast movies are just, they're, it, it doesn't have the same magic, quote unquote, mm, as no. the Harry Potter films, you know? Like, they're just, it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. No. But um, Well,
0: it's not, it's not about the same thing.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Right, it's, it's like, taking place in the I, same universe. I don't care so much about this world. I cared about the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, But I, I do think...
0: I could be in the Like, just a Harry Potter Mass Effect game, I could mm. be totally down with that. Um, I didn't see all of this footage. and it, They don't have any Quidditch in it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, probably for the best. Um, why do something half-assed that big? But that's
2: a great point, Michael. I, I can't decide was I a Harry Potter fan because of the characters or the world? Because I, I kind of like the world stuff. But yeah, those move, the, the more recent movies, I'm like, eh, what if?
1: I came to it when I was in my 20s. And mm-hmm. so I imagine too. that the world probably resonates more with those who were kids when they first discovered it. Um, you know, for, for me, it was just like, I really like this story. I really like these characters. And, you know, the world's an interesting backdrop. But like, no, I don't need to see more side stories set in this world. That's not interesting to me.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Kind of like Game of Thrones. Like, I, I really don't care that much about Westeros. I care about the characters that you've abandoned for several books now,
2: George. Hey,
0: yeah. George. Mm hmm.
2: Does it frustrate you that he's associated with Elden Ring? Cause it frustrates me a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know. It, it, it's, that's one of those baffling things where like they, they, they crowed about that so much when it happened. And I didn't see, how is his name not on the box? Like from the yeah. creator of Game right. of Thrones. Like, like man, what did he do? Like, or how bad did the end of Game of Thrones fucking suck that like this isn't being crowed about more?
2: I mean, yeah, because it was part of the announcement of that game was yeah. f- f- dream collaboration. George R. R. Martin is teaming up with From Software, and then like that was it. They, yeah, they, they stopped talking. It's, it's
0: not on that. the box, and like, why would you pay this dude? I could have come up with stupid half-ass names for you on right. my own based it, on my initials. <laughs> he, he denied that, but. Uh, he,
2: He's well, like, he denied it, but it's true. They're all G-R-R. <laughs> yeah. he,
0: he denied, he like, my name's all over the game. I'm like, it actually isn't. It's not in any of the commercials. It's not on the box. And it's, there's like no opening credits that I saw your name involved in this game. And it yeah. just seems odd as the creator of one of the most big, the biggest pop culture joggernaut of the last 10 years. I would say the last traditional appointment viewing on non-streaming television event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I find it odd your name is not in here, and they're not saying from the creator of Game of Thrones. But maybe yeah. to to even without his name, it sold 12 million copies, so maybe that didn't mean as much as they thought.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, oh, is it going to help get more of a mass appeal? But then you're like, it's still a Souls game. You can't really get mass appeal with this thing. You know, it's it's
0: I have no idea what the story of Elden Ring is 100 hours into mm. the game. I don't know what. He did necessarily. I can't remember the names of anything. Got
1: got to go through all the flavor text, man. Pull up your item descriptions and hit hit X or square. No. 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 Like, if you want
0: me to do that, build an app from, build me an app. Don't do that. Mm.
2: Um, So, yeah, hopping over from, uh, let's just say, yeah, problematic franchise to uh, another kind of problematic creator where I think the fans in their mind have separated the art from the artist. So Witcher 4 got announced. Mm. And got to be honest, like, yeah, I love... The Witcher games, despite all the BS that happened with CD Projekt Red and all that stuff, like it's like, and that announcement worked on me and I'm like, fucking awesome. At the same time, I I realized I saw like, okay, they literally showed a logo. This shit's not coming until like 2024, 2025.
0: If I were them, I would be very cancel, careful with uh, announcing a game from here on out. Oh my.
2: Well, started, I mean, yeah. cuz that's the thing is, is Cyberpunk they gave like almost a decade in development. Yeah. It was it was announced I think so it was early. more than a decade actually. Yeah, yeah, cuz there was like a reboot in there at one point or something, mm. right? It, but I'm thinking of Joe, the the time between there was that awesome CGE3 trailer. Yeah, so am I. I believe that was 6 or 7 years before. No, it was it, wasn't it was
1: it was at it was least a... a decade.
2: Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Witcher 4, they're, they were able to reveal a few details already. So this one is being developed on Unreal 5 instead of their proprietary engine, uh, the red ending tech that they built all their other games on since Witcher 2. Um, fans right now are speculating, is the lead going to be Geralt or is it going to be Ciri? Um, I honestly feel like 3 had a really strong closing of the Geralt arc. I, I would prefer if would, if if the mantle got passed to Siri. I think that's what three was sort of setting up. To be honest with you,
3: hmm.
2: three even like was like, okay, you said your goodbyes to Geralt in the main campaign, and then we had two DLCs where you kind of said an extended goodbye. Like, uh, yeah, like. But, okay, in my playthrough at least, by the end of three, he owned a fucking vineyard with the uh, the love of his life and, uh, seemed to be happily retired. So I don't need to bring him out of that retirement. No,
1: it'll probably be a new hero or follow with, like, there are always other witchers. Um, maybe it'll follow with Siri. Who knows? In
2: fact, the teaser kind of contained maybe a hint because, uh, they, CD Projekt Red did confirm the image showed a pendant from an entirely new school of magic. So you know, like a Geralt is the school of the wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pendant looked like a school of the wolf pendant, but they confirmed, no, that's actually the school of the lynx, which is a new school that's never been shown in any Witcher mm-hmm. game previously. So, oh, and you were you were neither of us was
1: right about that. So the first cyberpunk trailer was shown in May twenty twelve. So it was okay. about eight and- years before it came out. It came out in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Twenty uh, End
0: of 2019, didn't it? I believe it, it, it came it out on the um, consoles again this year.
2: Yeah, it
1: did, actually.
2: <laughs> Finally. I, no, it was 20, end of 2020. It came out at the
1: wow, end of 2020. Okay. Yeah, my my sense of time over the last few years is completely fucked.
2: Understandably so. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm excited, but also excited for something three or th- at least two years away, most likely three years away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this is kind of a related story. The game was announced shortly after... This has to be the last Easter egg uh, ever uncovered for The Witcher Three. Was finally uncovered seven years later. Um, so there's a quest line in Witcher Three where you kind of uh, cure this girl of a curse, but through curing her, like she's turned into like a half bird. But by curing her, you basically have, have doomed her to die because she's supposed to basically die after seven years. Mm-hmm. After that, someone confirmed that if you they meditated for seven years of game time, <laughs> Jesus. and after you do that, uh, you wake up, and she is found dead uh, in one of the rooms there, in Yennefer's room. Uh, wow. uh, yes, so um, last Easter egg probably uncovered. Still uncovering Easter eggs for The Witcher 3, so that's how deep those games are, and that's why I am still looking forward to Witcher 4, despite all of the the... I thought Cyberpunk was fine, but I get there's there was a lot of baggage that yeah. cyber, Cyberpunk brought with it. You mm-hmm.
1: know? Yeah. yeah, a lot of, lot of bad feelings around that game. <laughs>
2: well, it was it was the game itself had bad feelings, but then there was other stuff with the studio yeah. that the, even before the game launched, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh,
0: but probably, uh, anyway. That's probably why the game's being announced with just a logo. Like, uh, remember us? Used to love us. Yeah. Witcher form. <laughs> could happen again.
2: They confirmed that, like, okay, don't worry, it's not exclusive with Epic, where it's not, this thing's not, like, exclusive to the Epic Store. We're working with them on the tech for our game in Unreal 5, but it will be on, you know, Steam and other big platforms, you can bet. So, anyway, that's all the news that is fit to play. All right.
1: Let's move on to the community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week. Was, who is your favorite Final Fantasy himbo and why? Oh, boy. On vidjigameapocalypse.com, Trick the TM says, Definitely Zach Fair. Crisis Core definitely made me love that goofball, especially the side quest line of going to the beach and just doing squats
2: over and (laughs) over. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, quick personal confession. Um, I've been doing, every month this year, I've been trying to do kind of a exercise challenge so last month i was doing 25 push-ups a day this month i've been doing 25 just freestanding squats a day and mm. boy nothing is making me feel older than when my knees give out just trying to do 25 freestanding squats i'm like this mm. fucking sucks are like, you, you actually I tried fall? to do
1: that my kneecaps cracked on every single squat and it's just like this oh, yeah. they're gonna give out i gotta stop this
2: yeah eventually that ratchet will get stripped in my knee mm-hmm. absolutely but they they pop every time i do man
1: that. it's
0: over for your butts guys sorry i mm-hmm. do them squats
1: yeah, I know. Uh,
0: yeah. Lambert is dead. Says I've only played one Final Fantasy game. It was the one with the cat. So my answer is the cat from that. one. <laughs> Come
2: on, which one? Had you got to be more specific, man. What are you talking about? Red Thirteen? You're talking about Kate Seath? Like which, which cat? There are lots of cats in Final Fantasy games. Is it is it Kamari? Kamari the Ronsu? Like
1: Final Fantasy Ten? Maybe? Uh, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of cats in Final
2: Fantasy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Please, Lambert is dead. Be more specific. Show yeah. your work. Uh hey Chris Baker. Hey, on the official LaserTime Time community on Facebook says, question of the week. I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about the 30th anniversary of the original Final Fantasy on the 302010 games, but I mentioned back then it will always be my favorite Final Fantasy no matter how much better others may objectively be because it introduced me to the RPG genre and the first character I selected was the no-brainer for my Final Fantasy himbo, the iconic fighter sprite. Uh and he sent us the sprites like got the windswept looking hair. It's as good as you can get for an eight game. Anyway, pretty sure I even used him as an aim buddy icon for a while. Wow, aim, an aim mm-hmm. reference. But the thing that really cements the Himbo choice is that of all the copyright infringement I could have engaged upon when creating a character for the PS3 cult classic 3D <laughs> dot game heroes, my very first adventurer was none other than said Fighter, nice. Capital F Fighter. I even posted it to Flickr. <laughs> I'm like, you're up all these old wow. things, Chris, The Flickr aim, because that's how he posted pictures back in May 2010. Yeah, and in true. fact, he linked to it his Flickr photo stream, which still exists, and shows the picture.
0: I can't. So, I can't click it because it'll deactivate my photo bucket account. <laughs> Conflict of interest.
2: I don't want to lose the free storage for my Google Photos. You're right, Chris. I don't want to mess with this. So. I can't do it.
1: Uh, Kelly Ryan says, first, I will echo Matt's response. Gladio is still the best mullet boy. My own answer, however, would be Auron from Final Fantasy X. He skirts the line between Himbo and Dilf. But holy shit, I love that man. Auron is so badass that he basically told Hades to go fuck himself when he showed up in Kingdom Hearts. Aaron is the absolute best part of Final Fantasy X. Oh, you mean Aaron from Kingdom Hearts.
2: Oh, okay. I was confused. Uh, <laughs> I was confused. To be fair, Hades is James Woods, so I think most people would tell him to go fucking check. Yeah, and I would. Go. Uh,
1: oh, and as long as we're on the community segment and talking about the official Laser Time community on Facebook, I just want to give a shout-out to Noah Tackett, who gave a shout-out to me. On the official Laser Time community on Facebook, uh, and and started off this very nice appreciation thread that totally made my day to read. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, it, it means it really does mean the world to me that uh, that you guys listen and appreciate the show.
2: So. But also, he scared some other listeners who thought you had died or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did, the picture
0: he posted was a very much like uh, that should have been <laughs> over a boys yeah. to men song.
2: See you, space
1: cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. It's funny because I'm dead in this scenario. (laughs) Uh, It's a new question of the week. Inspired by the Plague Tale series, what's a lesser known gaming franchise that needs a TV or movie adaptation? I racked my brain for about 30 whole seconds when I saw this and finally just settled on, well, here's the most obscure game that I've played in a, a little while the sunken city which is uh mm. created by frogwares and is an open world investigative adventure set in the lovecraft mythos but takes a totally unique tone with the mythos where it's like this isn't really scary and i'm not sure that it's ever meant to be it's almost silly like here's this this obscure town uh, somewhere in New England, where uh, oh, the Deep Ones after the destruction of Innsmouth, uh moved in here and they're living as refugees. And uh, we we can tell they're fishmen, but we don't care because you know we're tolerant around here. And uh, the, wait,
2: tolerant the, Lovecraft? Wait a minute. Yeah,
1: I I know. And <laughs> the most the most prominent citizen is clearly an ape man. Like from the Planet of the Apes, that he's he's the the richest guy in town, and uh, his his family is very well regarded. And uh, as a talk show now, you do a lot of his dirty work as a private investigator, and uh, occasionally monsters will just show up, and uh, you briefly get a job working for the local newspaper, and the editor in chief is just a skull that always seems to be facing you whenever you come in, uh, and somehow edits your stories. And like hmm. I I love that tone and that approach and. Like, yeah, give that a shot, Netflix. Turn that into, like, a five-episode miniseries. Get Taika Waititi to direct it or something. See what happens.
2: And here I thought if you strip out of the horror from H.P. Lovecraft, you just are left with racism. Hmm. There you go. It shows you what I know.
1: He actually wrote at least one comedy story, and it's bizarre to read. It's like a really? parody of melodramas. And it's it's all about, like, you know, this, this pure young girl who's, like, this guy wants to buy her family's land and force her to marry him and... Uh, oh, I, my plans have been foiled again, he said, shaking his fist at the statue of Satan on his mantelpiece. Uh, it's it's very silly. Lovecraft was extremely racist, but
2: we don't need to talk about that. I'm going to need a little help with my entry, Chris, from you. Uh, you do an impression here. So the auteur, I need you to repeat after me the, the game name is, uh, as David Lynch. The game. Yes. Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. <laughs> Uh, I just think David Lynch would make the perfect Disco Elysium—a game that is like how'd you describe it, Michael? Like you—you you really are a blank slate character, but it's like yeah. a psychedelic detective story, basically. Uh I think that's what sort of. David Lynch specializes yeah. in.
0: Yeah. No, but it's people talking <sighs> weird and jazz music.
1: Where your your character is, uh, yeah, he—you're you're some sort of detective, and you have gone on like a. A week weekend-long bender and it's over and you have somehow completely destroyed your memory. You have no idea who you are, where you are, what you're supposed to be doing. You know how to, to talk and form complete sentences and that's about it. And uh, you find out that you have to investigate a murder and something you found out about this murder upset you so badly that you went on this massive bender and destroyed your mind. Uh, so you have to figure out who were you what is this world? What are you supposed to be doing? How do you solve a murder? Is murder really that bad? Should you become a huge communist? Uh, these are all questions that the game poses over the course of its runtime. And, you know, maybe David amazing.
2: Lynch, not a good choice, because you were easily able to describe that plot and summarize mm. that. So, yeah, there goes Lynch. So, I mean, I did okay. spend a lot of time <laughs> playing it, so. More
0: importantly, it'll have Russ Tamblyn. Mm. <laughs>
1: My favorite part is helping some teenagers set up a meth lab, just like any good detective. <laughs> uh,
0: mine is some a game I was thinking about a lot because I've, I've forgotten a lot of it and it just finished. I said by jest, I mean, like, you know, almost two years ago. But Kentucky Route Zero.
2: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes.
0: Kentucky Route Zero, maybe by like a Pendleton Ward kind of, like, it's, hmm. uh, When I think about it, I think about the game inside if it wasn't about, like, horrific murder all the time, just a constantly moving forward and encountering weirder and weirder, weirder things that don't necessarily have lethal ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, the story of a delivery, delivery driver who stops at the wrong gas station on a Kentucky interstate. I like
2: that. I I even like that the console editions were called Kentucky Route Zero colon TV edition. So Mm -hmm. they're halfway there with the name. Yeah. That's true.
1: That's true. I would like to see a TV series made out of my favorite obscure game franchise, The Walking Dead. Uh,
2: I, I thought about that. I thought about,
0: like, would it be interesting to to film some of those plots from The Walking Dead games?
2: Well, I did give you one off, uh, off Mike. that is the same developer. I would mm-hmm. love for them to make a, The Wolf Among Us. Yes. I would mm-hmm. much prefer to watch that as a TV series than play it. Like, my least favorite part of that was the game parts of that. i like... Just someone adapt the Fable comic as a cartoony TV series in that style, and I would totally be there day one to watch that shit. So. watch Fable.
1: Come on. Yeah.
2: All right. So uh,
1: what is a lesser known... Like, you know, when we say lesser known, it doesn't have to be anything super obscure. Um, just you know, I'll say you, fucking you, Mario. Like like you said, uh Matt, like some series like Halo or Mario, like these are almost household names even among people yeah. who don't play video games. They're they're recognized. Somebody who has never played Halo probably has heard of it and might be interested in watching the show. I'm talking about things these people have never heard of. Uh, right. but maybe a lot of gamers have.
2: Like if you say Etrian Odyssey to a normie, mm-hmm. they might punch you in the stomach and I think might you were talking you in about... The yeah, they think you're talking about like, you know, My Little Pony or something. I, I may
0: not punch you in the stomach, but I will break your 3DS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it is not
2: for that! It is for better things! What do Same, I know? Yes. I've never played an Etrian Odyssey. So yes, that 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 kind of thing like a series that are known amongst yeah. gamers but probably not your normie friends who don't play a lot of games. Like that's kind of what we're talking about when we say lesser known. Mm-hmm. So there you go. yeah. Yeah.
1: What lesser known game would you want to see turned into a TV series? Let us know, go to vintagegameapocalypse.com, answer in the comments for episode 464, or you can visit us at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer and you can also check out the Michael Appreciation thread. And uh, leave a like and comment. Uh, and you, finally, you can hit us up on Twitter <laughs> at VG Apocalypse.
0: He this plug for his appreciation thread. I admire <laughs> yeah. this.
1: Jeez. And we're not even to the plugs here. yet. Uh, VG Apocalypse <laughs> on Twitter. We will read the best uh, answers Wait. on next week's show. Anyway, Which that- we
2: didn't this week because no one answered on
1: Twitter. You guys, yeah. come on. Come on, guys. Answer. Step it up. And That has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. It is now time for plugs, Chris. So oh. take it away.
0: Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. Hopefully we'll have a bonus thirty twenty ten show going up this week in addition to two Oscar shows. Um, two. Well, we did we did one um, we recorded one a little while ago with Tony and George from this show about what movies we thought should have been nominated for Oscars. Uh-huh.
2: No, and
0: uh, then the the annual Oscar time in all its glory is back. With sketches, and we've watched all ten movies, so you don't have to. Yeah. Um, it's a it's it's an Avengers of Laser Time podcast because Diana Michael, myself, and Tony Wilson of Framework are there. So, huzzah!
2: George of the Experience yes, Points, Experience Points Point podcast,
0: and podcast um, yeah, yeah. Um, thirty twenty ten. George this week, Albor
2: is, um, himself. George wow! Albor wow!
0: With a uh, severe mic problem, so bear with us. But um, okay, I said um, I
2: was sorry. What,
1: oh, Mike? Problems? We never. You didn't you like, never like being called Mike <laughs> in your life, and <laughs> uh, not not for a very long time. No. <laughs>
2: Brief phase in college. Call me Mike. Mm, no, yeah, didn't yeah, stick. No,
1: ex- that's exactly what it was, Yeah. <laughs>
2: nerd you know what <laughs> podcast you're on you fuck <laughs> <laughs> go listen to those oscar shows if you like movies i'll keep playing video games uh, you can hit me up on twitter if you have recommendations for a game i should play now that i've finished elden ring uh, hit me up at maddie c allen m-a-t-t-y-c-a-l-l-e-n i will I'll give you some guidelines though I think i'm done with open world for a little bit need an open world breather uh so yeah give me give me a good like uh palate cleansing game um. To I'm, as I'm coming down from I'm, I hate to say this, guys. I think Elden Ring might be the best video game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at. It's, it's right up there. That's where I'm at. So, yeah, if you have recommendations for me, hit me up. Or if you just want to say hi, I always love people who say hi. So, uh, at MattyCAllen on the Twitter. And, as always, you can visit us online at
1: VigigameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, Or follow me personally at WikiParaz. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I might have platinum that and i don't remember oh really Uh, maybe or maybe i'm just remembering that brett did i could be (laughs) wrong and just you know as i get older i turn it these are not how
2: memories are supposed to work ron greg brain stolen achievement valor Uh, is that a thing it happened either happened to
0: me or homer simpson i can't remember correct me if i'm wrong listeners